A free bird leaps on the back of the wind and floats downstream to the current end and dips his wing in the orange sun rays and dares to claim the sky. A bird that stalks down in his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied. He opens his throat to sing. The cage bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still and his tune is heard on the distant hill for the cage bird sings of freedom. The free bird thinks of another breeze and the trade winds soft through the sighing tree. The fat worm's waiting on a dawn bright lawn and he names the sky his own. But a caged bird stands on the grave of dreams. Probably figured out the poem we're looking at today is Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. Before we get into our imagery two-minute lesson plan, I want to talk a little bit about ELA, CommonCoreLessonPlans.com. So imagine having dozens of complete poetry units with handouts and lesson plans completed. Why, I got great news. You don't need to imagine. These units are teacher-ready, student-ready, just print, make copies, and of course... Let them build a statue for you in front of the school because your lessons are going to be that awesome. Just click on over there. It's in the show notes. If you want to check out what we have at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, put poetry in the search bar. It's more of a search blank on the side of the page. Or you can uh, click the Complete Poetry Units link, which lists all the units we have at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. I know you're probably sick of me plugging my website, but again... If you had a website this awesome, you talk about it a lot. It's time for the two-minute lesson plan, and today we're going to uh, two minutes imagery. Class is about to start, and you need something right now, so here's the one thing you can put on the board right now so when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. Real quick, two-column chart. That means just draw a line down the center of the board. You're actually ready. Everything you need, of course, you're going to need the poem. Hopefully you have the poem handy. Uh, Computer, it might take you two minutes to run off copies if you need to run off copies. Or you can just project it on the board, write it on the board. Students can copy it down, whatever. It's imagery. I can cite textual evidence to support analysis. And the analysis, the textual evidence is going to be imagery. I'm going to, that's the the lesson plan. It's that easy, two minutes. But let me give you the more details because it's only been like 45 seconds. So I'm going to share with you some of the images you might even put these on the left side of your chart to give students something to uh, think about. The first image I have on my chart is on the back of the wind and floats downstream to the current ends and dips his wing. So here we have a description of a bird that's not caged, a free bird floating on the wind. Free, free, free. Uh, floats downstream. That's It's not literally, most often we think of downstream as water, but in this case it's down the stream of wind, dips his wings. So we have this image here of a free-flying bird enjoying, I can picture it now, even though I'm in a six-by-six room with no decorations on the wall. I see someone wrote on the board, someone's dad is awesome, I'm not going to name the name, seminar is totally awesome, and COVID Omicron. But I'm picturing, in my mind, this bird. Of course, I could just walk 10 feet over and look out the window too. But I'm not going to do that, because it's imagery. We have orange sun rays. Orange sun rays, again, outside imagery, freedom. When you think of orange sun rays, 
I'm thinking pretty much every day of my life because I walk outside in the afternoon and it's sunny out, sunny like every day. And if there's clouds, we're happy about that too. But it's always sunny and warm in the Caribbean. We look out over the ocean and boom, orange sun rays. We see birds. Sometimes we see vultures. There's vultures, uh, a lot of vultures here where I live. But that's not the bird I'm picturing. I'm, I'm picturing a free-flying bird, sunny day, going over the, the, the water, sings with, sings with the fearful trill. That's the next image I, I wrote down on my chart. You might have different images on your chart. Hey, it's your chart. <laughs> it's not my chart. It's your chart. Do whatever you want with it. But I wrote sings with a fearful trill. This is obviously not a song of freedom. This is a song of fear, frustration. And I, and I believe that this is probably something that Angelou's primary audience could possibly relate to. I think we can all relate to singing with a fearful trill. Sometimes we feel trapped. We feel caged like this bird. Maybe we feel trapped in a job. I know I don't, but so I have before. I've been in jobs where I felt trapped. Uh, you might feel trapped in a relationship. Uh, in Angelou's day, her people may have uh, felt trapped by oppression, trapped by the unfairness of it all. Perhaps we're trapped by physical limitations. Maybe we're literally trapped in a room right now, like someone's locked us in. That would be that would be horrible, actually. Actually, if you're trapped in a room right now, someone's like locked you in and keeping you prisoner and you decided to listen to me, <laughs> man, that's, that's quite a compliment. I hope I'm making your uh, imprisonment uh, a little more pleasant, a little more. If you're listening to this from a federal prison, for example, I want to tell you to hang in there, hang in there. All right, it's my uh, message of the day. Let's get on to our last image. This has gone way off track. It's all right, though. I love, I love podcasting because I feel like I can talk to you and say some silly. You know, it's like a classroom. When you're in your classroom, do you simply just stay, going to talk about this poem for 90 minutes? No, we have some discussions. The free bird thinks of another breeze and the trade winds soft through the sighing trees. So all we have the cage bird singing with a fearful trill. Kind of sounds like, rah, 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 rah. that's probably what it sounds like. If I were a fearful, trilling Cage bird, that's what I would sound like. The free bird on the hunter is thinking of another breeze. Another another uh, feeling image here. We have the fearful trill sound image. And we have the feeling image of the free bird thinking of another breeze. And the trade wind saw. The sighing trees, little personification there. Sighing. You can, you can hear those trees. Hear those trees. And the fat worms waiting on a dawn bright lawn. This I think this is funny out of context. So not only is... Are these other birds enjoying freedom? But look at all the plenty. They got fat worms everywhere. Abundance. Abundance. While the poor cage bird is trilling fearfully. Huh. I, I think I'm enjoying this poem now that I'm going over the imagery. I mean, I enjoyed it before, but I'm starting to really see. There's kind of like that feeling of, look at me, I'm stuck in a cage while everyone else, or while this other group, this other group of people are enjoying abundance. Huh. It's good. I like it. Although the term metaphor poem doesn't really exist. I use it because I have my own website and I can make terms up <laughs> and podcast. So when I use the term metaphor poem, I refer to poems that are metaphors and not just a poem that contains metaphor. Before we study, before we look at um, this, what I consider one of the most famous quote unquote metaphor poems. All right, that sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing, it's going to be this right here. Let's take a let's take a look at what it means to master metaphors cuz cuz I believe if if this is the one thing we teach from this poem and from uh the poem we did last poetry lesson plan month poem of the day and that would be metaphors. 
Although maybe I would keep imagery as my one thing. Anyways, imagery or metaphors. You want to master metaphors. Obviously, students should know what metaphors are. They should be able to identify uh, examples of metaphors in poetry. Uh, those, those first two steps are nice. They're necessary. They're a foundation. But outside of the classroom, I really see no benefit to that. Now, when students are able to explain the purpose for the metaphor and analyze how it contributes to the theme of the poem, now we're talking, all right? Level four, I mean, beyond this is kind of beyond mastery, writing poems that contain metaphors. Now, again, there's not a whole lot of, uh, there, there is not a whole lot of need to be writing poems with metaphors, other than that's your poet or a songwriter, I guess. But even better, uh, you should be able to use metaphors in your own writing to communicate more clearly. That's the purpose. So here we have, although not necessarily... And we have the metaphor of the caged bird. And, and as we've talked about the images in this poem, to me, Angelou, through the use of figurative language, had shown me more clearly what it is she's trying to say. I can feel it. Or if you just say, if you just wrote an essay, okay, some people are oppressed and some people are not. Okay, that's nice. We've just on a logical, we all know that logically. But to truly feel what the caged bird feels, all this abundance outside while I'm fearfully trilling. Uh, it hits home. It hits home. Hits home. So metaphors. The entire poem is a metaphor. Cage verb representing those who have not freedom, or those who don't have freedom, as a normal person would say. Uh, the second and third stanzas. But a bird that stalks down his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. Cage bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still, and his tune is heard on the distant hill. For the cage bird sings of freedom. Cage bird is unable to enjoy the freedom of other birds due to its cage. Clipped wings and tied feet. African Americans during Angelou's time were restricted by unfair laws and social oppression. Uh, I find I'm adding that I didn't actually write this in my show notes here, but uh, the clipped wings and tied feet is there's some uh, slavery image here. It looks like with the uh, chains, chains of slavery, unable to uh, free oneself. Freedom is symbolized by the caged bird's beautiful song. As long as the bird is in the cage, he will not reach its true. Uh, his true potential, although the context of the poem is important. One should not limit its application to one group of people or one period. A caged bird could be any group of uh, oppressed people. It could mean individuals. The cage could represent society, physical barriers, fear, addiction, or any self-defeating behavior. Bird song representing the true self that longs for something greater in life. I think that bird represents all of us at some We feel trapped. We feel caged. We feel maybe, maybe even bitter. Maybe we're addicted to something. Maybe you're like me and you're addicted to peanut butter. I don't mean to be flippant, but I love peanut butter. All right, takeaways. Teach extended metaphors. Takeaway number one. Takeaway number two. Teach imagery. Takeaway number three. This is a great companion piece to Sympathy by Paul Lawrence Dunbar, which we read last last uh, yesterday, and then which I gave the wrong title to. I gave it this title. Sorry, everyone. Hey, I'm not perfect. Check out the show notes. And uh, I know why the cage birds sing, but <laughs> you probably know why the cage birds sing, but you're probably wondering why uh, sometimes I sing, so I'm not going to. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 